you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's special show, condo versus co-op. Oh my gosh, I, I need an education on this. I get confused. Know the differences before buying one. And in studio to educate us, as he always does, is the premier real estate attorney. Yeah, Vincent Arricchio. Thank also, you, Randy. So glad to be here. Well, on this wait a minute. Sunday wait a minute. Morning. I know you're like Teresa Mueller. You're in a big hurry, but I got to introduce Teresa Mueller, too. Uh, why is time value of money concept important in commercial real estate? And of course, in studio is the premier commercial realtor, the managing broker owner of the Trellium Group. Yeah, Teresa Mueller. Also, the New York, no, the new Cook County RTLO just passed in January 28th. Wow. And in studio to explain all of the details for the landlords is Mark Ainley. He's the premier property manager from GC Realty and Development. And then lastly, 401k rollovers. I know a lot of people had questions for us on this. And what are your options? Well, in studio today is uh, to guide us, as he always does, is the premier certified financial planner. Yeah, that's Gary Broner from Country Financial. So good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. And now, Vincent Arricchio, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. I was so happy to jump the gun to be with you. It's all right. You, we love How hearing you from you. Fantastic. Morning. Everything's good. It's only oh, a couple more weeks till... Um, March and two and a half weeks till a holiday, my birthday on March 13th. So I'm getting pumped up here. Oh, I hope everyone in Radio Land heard that. Your right. birthday, we're going to have to celebrate. So yeah. Vince, condo versus co-op. I, when I started appraising, I had to learn this and it was, it was confusing. I don't know what's a co-op versus a condo, but they all look the same. And But you, you shed some light on this, please. Isn't that where you get organic, healthy food? Oh, co-op? So most, yes, yes, uh, they grow lots of uh, plants. Yes, no, no, not at all. Uh, actually, uh, if you're buying in a city, and I know we have a lot of suburban uh, listeners as well, but if you're buying in a city, you're going to run into a condominium or a housing cooperative or a co-op quite often. And although they're similar, they are not the same. So similar, they have some things in common, but no, not all things. So co-ops are not often understood and they get confused with condos but let's start with the easy one a condo a condo is a private residence in a multiple unit building that includes ownership of the common area and your unit um, you get to use the common area and you get your unit now a co-op is also a multiple unit building but that's where it ends because a co-op owner only has an interest or like a share in a company, a share in the entire building, and there's a contract or a lease to occupy your unit. You do not own your unit in a co-op, but a condo owner does. Then how? Well, I've always heard that condos, since there's no lot, you own airspace. How could you own airspace? Well, you own the uh, four corners of the inner walls okay. of your 
space. Not airspace. Okay. Including like the wood floors that you would walk on. Yes. So you own the interior of the box. I don't like to call them boxes, but you know, sometimes they're well, boxes. Well, then if, I, if there's no ownership of a co-op, how could you get a mortgage? Uh, you still, uh, uh, that's one of the differences, which is it is harder oftentimes to get a mortgage for a co-op than a condo because not a lot of lenders do it or some lenders just shy away from it because of that cooperative or because of that 100% ownership with a lease. And now you have ownership rights over the shares, but not over that space. You have a lease for that space, but not owning it. Hey, Vince, Park Forest over on Sock Trail to Moni Road on Western Avenue on the west side of the street is all co-ops and they're two-story units attached. And I've done mortgages in there, appraisals for mortgages in there, and they're yeah. not condos. And it's like yeah. $20,000 to buy, right? <laughs> I think it's 30, no. 35000 now. Yeah. Well, now, the co-ops, though, if you think about it, the co-ops are collectively owned and managed by the residents, and it's actually a non-for-profit corporation oh. for the whole building. A lot of people don't realize that. And the corporation hold the title. The non-for-profit corporation actually holds the title to the property and grants leases to the residents. And, but the lease does give you permanent residential rights. You have the right to live in that unit and you have the right to use that common area and you have to live by the bylaws and the regulations. And that's and condo this, for bylaws. Uh, and there are also bylaws and regulations for condos also. But what I love about this, because I'm originally from New York. Uh, the Where they have con- tons of co-ops, right? Yeah. The co-ops were born in New York in the 1800s. And real wow. quick, real quick, it flourished in Washington, D.C. in the 1920s, was introduced to Chicago uh, in about 1891. I looked it up. And then now Chicago is one of the top cities with co-ops, even though condos have taken over uh, to be a little more popular. And I note in the interest of time, time is short, but real, real quick. You can't find this as universal truth, but this is what a lot of people say. Number one, co-ops tend to be cheaper per square foot and often have lower closing costs. However, Condos are often easier to finance for the reasons I've already said, and condo monthly fees are usually lower. And another, most of the time, most of the time, a co-op owner's monthly fee can include payments for the entire building, but you think about it, remember how you have a share in the property, uh, uh, non-for-profit? Well, that that means your monthly payment to the co-op includes the building's property taxes, the building's utilities, the building's maintenance, and goodness forbid, sometimes the building will take out a mortgage. So your monthly payment to the co-op can in fact include a second mortgage, not just a mortgage over your unit, but a mortgage on the whole building. Imagine so, so that. Let me try to stump the uh, attorney here. Um, it's not is, stump the chump. Yeah, is, is the percentage of ownership in a co-op different per unit or is it the same as condos or maybe condos are different percentage ownership depending on how many bedrooms and how large they are and are they forced to share their space with me if i run out of my own space no no uh even though you love being in a community uh uh we may not get to the details on that but supposedly co-ops 
or have a greater sense of community for a lot of the reasons we've already talked about. Okay. But, but Randy, does your question relate to rental percentage caps, or do you mean some other kind of Well, percentage? in the legal description, it says, along with the percentage interest, because you don't own the, you don't own the lot, you own a percentage interest. Yes. Okay, I understand. So the co-op you, won't say anything like that. The oh. co-op will actually have a lease over a space. A lease uh, over when, a space. When you go under contract. Oh, that's right, it's not ownership. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, Ooh, you, I'm getting you an education a, here today, Vincent and Ricky. That's why you're all the brains in this outfit. Oh, well, you know, if people spend enough time, they can look this stuff up, but I appreciate it. I know the Teresa compliment. thinks she's the brains of the outfit, but we already know who. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to step into those waters. Hey, I'll Vincent, if somebody needs your checklist on the difference between a co op and a condo, how can they get a hold of you? Yes, please. Uh, you can call our office at 312 263 0010 or go online to com. But really, the best place to go is realestatereveal.com because you could, after you see the smiling face of Randy over there, you scroll down, I might be there somewhere. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Vincent Arricchio, the premier commercial and residential real estate attorney. Call it condos versus co-ops. Contact uh, him. Hey, speaking of great information, we're going to roll right along here. Why is the time value of money concept important in commercial real estate? And in studio is the premier commercial realtor, the broker owner of the Trillium Group, Teresa Mueller. Hey, Teresa, I mean, this looks like calculus to me. The time value of money concept versus this versus that. Oh, my gosh. Are you at a chalkboard and there's like thousands of numbers and letters and you're calculating? And I don't know. Tell me what's going on here. (laughs) Hopefully I've upgraded to dry erase from chalkboard. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you very much, Randy. Uh, Last week I was talking about what I love about real estate. And one of the things that I didn't get around to mentioning is using my um, undergrad and graduate education, uh, in, uh, which was underwater basket weaving, right? <laughs> um, did you know that I used to teach engineering econ and optimization? There's something. I think you've taught everything <laughs> globally, too. <laughs> so um, in that course, this is a, a, a course for all civil engineers. They were required to take it, so a third of them instantly. But we're not civil engineers. We're just the general public on AM 560 trying to get an education from you. <laughs> I told you this was worse than calculus class. Oh, my gosh. Hey, when we come, we got to come to a, to a quick break, and I need some breather room here. Uh, i got to get my head back on i get to get a cup of coffee some water get ready for the the eraser board whatever whiteboard that Teresa's is going to teach us on in just a second but hey i'm randy barcella your show host are you having a blast with us this sunday morning we love being here for you uh hey did you get out to the website realestaterevealed.com and i have videos of everybody right now on facebook real estate revealed on facebook we'll be right back with more of Teresa mueller Listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. And I can't stop dancing in the studio here. It's a little bit of Soul Train line dancing. Hey, welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Happy Sunday morning. Um, And you know what, everybody, thank you so much for making us your Sunday habit because if it wasn't for you, we would not be here week after month after year. And I understand we're starting our 14th year now. It's one of the longest running weekend radio shows, uh, real estate radio shows in Chicagoland. It's because of you all. Thank you so much. And right before the break, we were hearing from uh, the genius herself, the professor, uh, Teresa Mueller, broker owner of the Trellium Group Real Estate. Um, she was going over some great things about the time value of money concept that's important in commercial real estate. 
Thank you very much, Randy. So one of the things I was talking about is I used to teach engineering econ and optimization uh, back when I was at U of I. And one of the fundamental principles of this class was time value of money. And uh, so what, what does that even mean? So just a very simple example. You know, Gary, our in-house financial planner, he can give you some advice. And if I say, okay, I'm going to give you $100 today, and he says, okay, I can give you a 10% return annually. First of all, sign up if he's guaranteeing it. And so in a year, that's worth 110. And then in two years, it's worth 121, a little bit more because of compounding. So money has different value at different points in time uh, when you take into account interest rates, risk, reward, all that sort of stuff. So we can have very complex problems. And I'm not going to try to pull out my abacus and do math here on the radio. But we can say, okay, you can either uh, analyze money in a present value, future value, or annualize it. What the heck does this have to do with commercial real estate? So when you look at businesses and they have to decide on space, you know, they're opening up a business, it might be, do I, do I buy it or do I lease it? They're going to have to do a financial analysis of the value of the money and what they, their expenses are, their income over time is. Uh, if you're an owner already operating a business, you can say, does it make sense for me to sell now? Uh, and rent back or to keep on owning my place if I'm going to continue to conduct business. Um, another one, you know, Mark probably sees this a lot with, uh, you know, property management and people are rotating, especially multifamily units. They will say, okay, here are my different options. How much money do I have to put into it versus what's the rent going to be? What's the turnover? They have to analyze all the costs um, as well as income to decide uh, if it's a, a viable investment. And you are going to typically bring that value to the present value. Um, and I'm going to go through a couple different examples. And uh, in, in, for example, deciding, deciding, deciding on space. So right now I'm working with a restaurant type client and we have a couple different options. We can either go into a raw space that's much cheaper in rent, or we can look at space that already has a kitchen build out, uh, but is more expensive in, in rent. So we're going to analyze those costs. So when you go in and put together an LOI, we say, all right, what are some of our upfront costs? You know, you have kitchen infrastructure. That's very expensive to put a kitchen into space. Um, the, the equipment that's involved, uh, you know, all the furnishings and decor. So there's a lot of upfront costs if you're going to start with raw space. But if you start looking at space that already has a kitchen built out, you can focus more of, okay, I'm not going to spend as much, you know, how is that going to uh, be different with my rent? And bring all that to the present value and say, which one makes more sense for my business when I'm analyzing these two different spaces? Um, I'm sure, Mark, did you have you ever had that where an investor says, okay, I've got this multifamily, I'm deciding between options, and you know what is the, the risk-reward in terms of t- tenant turnover? Yeah, so a lot of uh, uh, decisions that get made based on these big capital improvements, so whether we put a new roof on or put a big uh, three-tier deck on, the cost today is going to be a lot different than it could be uh, a year from now, two years from now. We experienced a lot of that this year with uh, shortage of supplies. Especially, where, right, like lumber, so, right? Yep, lumber, lumber became a lot more expensive. If you say, okay, I'm going to have to do these projects and, I, and I'm and i expecting to use lumber or I'm not going to get certain supplies, it could cost a lot more. So you're always looking at the time value of money when you're making decisions. Uh, I, right now, um, also represent a lot of salon clients right now. And that build-out is also very expensive. So if you can go into a space, you know, one of my clients, she said, wow, oh, my gosh, all this stuff is already here. She's going to save a lot. I would think bar clients because you're a 
connoisseur of whiskey, aren't you? I was a bartender in some previous life that I don't know about, So, but I'm not supposed to admit that here on the radio. If you find me on Instagram, occasionally I'll put some of my cocktails of choice. But the point is, looking at um, all your different alternatives, whether you're an investor or a business, um, a, a business already established business, you want to decide what makes sense for me going forward. And it's not just as simple of just a quick budget. You have to analyze all the different options because in the end, why are you in business? You're in business to make money. Um, so if you ever need assistance with this and trying to figure out, you know, I used to do this all the time in college, you know, do optimization, time value money. It's sometimes a little bit more simple these days. Sometimes it's more back of the envelope calculations um, and you can pretty get a pretty good idea, but you can also do very in-depth analysis. So uh, going forward, if you are thinking about uh, opening up a restaurant, as I was talking about, something to really look at when you go into a space is how much work am I going to have to do here? You know, what what is uh, what are some of my expected costs? What are what am I going to expect to get income? So in this particular case, one of my clients is a, a caterer. They actually don't even need actual restaurant space, but to just have that build out in place with um, all that restaurant equipment will save them a lot of money up front and a lot of time as well. So what do I always say at the end of uh, recapping? Worrying is a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, worrying is not useful. This too shall pass. People are getting vaccinations. We're going to soon be out and hopefully going to these restaurants that I'm helping. And then we could be thankful, right? Absolutely. How can somebody get a hold of you for your expert advice? Uh, well, you can find me anywhere on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Bathroom walls. But- <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> I hope not there. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you could find me at trellium.com or you could reach me at 630. Nicaragua. You're probably etched in the landscape I'm, there. I am starting and on to the put together and, my... And the restaurants have the wooded... Uh, Teresa was here surfing. <laughs> a lot of people carve their names in Acapulco and Nicaragua and all these places when they're at the restaurant. I, I'm not going to deface. I'm just going to show up and have fun. All right. Sure. What's your number? 630-715-9999. And Teresa loves a good joke. Yes, I do. Anytime. <clears throat> Call me anytime with a good joke. Hey, get out to the website, realestaterevealed.com. You can read about all of us, our biographies, testimonies. Wow. Speaking of great information, hey, landlords, the new Cook County RTLO that passed January 28th. Wow. And in studio to explain all of this uh, is the premier property manager from GC Realty and Development. Yeah, that's Mark Ainley. Mark. Thank you, Randy. Happy Sunday morning. Yes, happy Sunday. I I always like the phrase, uh, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. (laughs) Yes, it is not useful. That's that's how I always kind of process worrying versus uh, stress. So big things are, are Big things have happened already, but big changes will happen uh, in landlords' process and, and the way they are landlords here in Cook County. Uh, yeah, it this doesn't year. just boil down to the financial analysis. There's a lot more to it, right? Yeah, it's a little more black and white than than, than uh, yours, but uh, they'll have to crunch some numbers for sure and all this new stuff. So on January 20th, this was uh, uh, the, the the residential uh, landlord tenant ordinance was something that came up. Uh, proposed by one of the Cook County commissioners, and I've talked about it on the show before. In started back in August, September. And a lot of uh, housing providers fought to uh, reduce some of the changes that are coming forward or, or at least compromise. And the people that uh, uh, stood ground and, and fought for some of those rights on behalf of housing providers did an awesome job. So um, the actual bill that passed on January 28th uh, will go into effect on uh, June 1st of this, this is year. This the bill for? 
This so this bill is the basically the residential uh, ordinance for all landlords in Cook County outside of Chicago. So Chicago already has their ordinance that they've been following since the 80s. Uh, we've all found ways to work with that, and we will with this as well too. But this will be for every landlord that's from Barrington to Lagrange to uh, uh, Cicero down to Country Club Hills, Lansing, Tinley, all that. So is it more strict than what was already in place for Chicago? So that's what a lot of people in Chicago fought for. Uh, a lot of people actually helped uh, on the case with uh, Cook County because they didn't want to see anything more strict get in place for the county where the city would come by later and adjust it. So uh, a lot of it does run hand in hand with uh, what is actually in place for Chicago. But the thing is, a lot of people over the years, a lot of landlords here listening have probably bought in these suburbs, in Hoffman Estates, in Schaumburg, because they didn't have to follow that uh, those Chicago rules. So... Um, as of June 1st, and there's one, one part of it that did come into play as immediately when the law went effect on January 28th was, uh, lockouts. You can't lock out your tenants. If you're listening to this, more likely you're a halfway decent landlord and you're not locking out your tenants can you, anyways. Can you lock, lock out a bad boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, uh, probably hey, not. we're not- coming up to a quick break. We'll have the answer to that right after the commercial. Wow. That's Teresa Mueller. And she's a, what are you? The comedian of the show and the brains of the show. Uh, this is Mark Ainley, the premier property manager with GC Realty and Del- Development, bringing us up to date on all the new landlord and tenant laws. Um, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Thank you all so much for making Real Estate Revealed uh, your favorite, your Sunday habit. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. that, but I can't sing at all, but I can dance salsa. I love this song. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm Randy Barcella, your host of the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Have you been out to the website lately? Realestaterevealed.com R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com Realestaterevealed.com uh, There's a lot of information on there. There's um, biographies, there's testimonies, there's podcasts, there's recorded Two years of recorded shows. It's a free library of information. And I've got videos of everybody in the studio this morning. Yeah. Uh, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook right now videos. But right before the break, this is really important information. Uh, There's new landlord-tenant laws that passed January 28th. Again, um, and in studio is the premier property manager from GC Realty and Development. Uh, Mark Anley was going over some really great topics here. Mark past uh, January 28th. It goes in effect June 1st. Um, I'm, I have a, a handful of things that I will uh, dis, uh, talk about right now that uh, until Randy cuts me off. And anyone can go to our website to find the full list of some of these changes and actually see the full law uh, that I'll give the website to here shortly. But some of the things that, uh, you know, landlords are going to have to adjust their lease. They're going to have to adjust their screening process, uh, how, how they take payments, how much money they take. But some of the things that are going to change that uh, people are not used to right now is, uh, you know, late fees. So uh, you, you might have a, a $1,200 rental and you're getting a $75 late fee. You know, our, our, our late fee for most of our leases is right around 60 to $75. But now this uh, uh, ordinance will require that it's actually scripted of how you could charge late fees. So $10 for the first $1,000 of rent and 5% thereafter. So if you have a $1,000 rental, you can only charge a ten dollar late fee, which wow. uh, th- that's a down. That's a wow. big hit. That's almost like a convenience fee for paying late. Yeah. So uh, Do you know, if you write a check for a bank like Chase, it's a thirty four dollar bounce check fee. 
that's crazy that the penalty fees i'm glad the landlords or the tenants are getting a nice break here yes i agree so disclosure of utility so if you're if if uh gary if i'm renting you a house and you are um going to be responsible for paying the the comed and the nightcore bill i now have to disclose to you an average of what those utilities were for the previous year I might not have the information, but then I have to get that from the utility company. So there's additional forms that you could get. It, it takes a 24, 48 hour turnaround to get some of that information. Uh, landlord entry, you know, landlords, you know, it might just pop in. I'm in the neighborhood. I want to change the air filter. Now you have to give uh, uh, notice. There's a, you have to have 48 hour notice. You can only be on the property between eight and eight. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have a cool tenant that's flexible and, and is is not worried about this, or well, that's my never know about this, then you don't have an issue. But we're in uh, a lot of, a lot of what's passed. It's good practices, and a lot of landlords do practice some of the things. But where I think landlords will run into trouble is when a tenant gets mad, or when a landlord's trying to enforce a lease, the tenant will use these provisions uh, to uh, combat. On appraisals, I've been fortunate to um, once somebody, um, it's a three unit apartment building. The landlord meets me there with the keys, and he knocks and rings and he calls on the phone. If they're not there, he lets me in even if it's a four unit and uh, we haven't had any really bad incidents lately, but I could see where that could cause an incident where maybe somebody's sleeping. You never got through to them. You never verified. In per- so you can't just walk in. Yeah. So in Chicago, we're already doing, we have 48 hour notice. So on those appraisals that we might uh, accompany uh, you on, we have to give uh 48 hour notice, but man, this is, this is totally different for, for a landlord that's in, in Schaumburg or Tinley that has never had to operate like this. Uh, renewal. If you don't want to renew your, your tenant's lease, you have to give them 60-day notice. Uh, so you can't uh, at the normal 30 days. So that means even if you have a month-to-month lease, so maybe maybe you and me, uh, Gary, never had a, uh, a full-term lease or your, your original lease ended, we've been on month-to-month for six years. I still have to give you, even though it's 30-day notice uh, under Illinois law, I still have to give you 60-day notice. But on the lease, it says... Your lease is up October 31st. I still have to give you 60 days notice? Yep, that I'm not going to oh, renew. Oh, yes. wow. So... And then on the, other, on the flip side of that, if I'm going to renew you, you know, a lot of uh, landlords are always trying to make sure that they're controlling their destiny and getting you to sign up sooner. As a resident, as a tenant, you do not have to uh, sign any further than 60 days in front of it. So I can't put the pressure on you to sign 90 days out or 120 days out or commit that you're going to uh, stick around. So uh, let me ask you a question, Mark. If a, if a client is leasing a, a commercial spot and it's a four-year lease, but it renews every July. Theoretically, could that landlord give him a notice that he's maybe got somebody who's going to pay more for this spot and not renew that lease, even though he has two and a half years left on it? Well, I'm happy you asked that question because this is only residential. So commercial uh, owners are for our commercial division. We don't have to worry about that. Okay. So uh, strictly residential. I think it's illegal to say you're being booted because I got somebody that's going to pay more. You can't do that. In commercial, it's a little more of a negotiation. Oh, okay. Life, it's a little <laughs> well, no, I mean, he, may, he may not disclose it to me that he's got somebody more, but in the back of his yep. his back pocket, okay. he's got somebody to pay twice as much rent. Yep. So, well, the biggest part, one of the bigger parts uh, are going to be the shock to people system is the security deposit laws and, and rules that are coming into play with this ordinance. And uh, just a couple kind of provisions of that. You know, a lot of times uh, landlords in Cook County now will take a security deposit and just commingle it with their funds or use it to pay their broker uh, a commission or, or put it towards uh, the painting of the unit. Now you have to keep that security deposit. I have to, now Gary, if you're, you're coming to me, I have to give you uh, a, a receipt and I have to take that money. I have to tell you where I'm going to put that money, what bank I'm going to hold that in. Wow. So, hey, you know what? We're coming to a quick break. I don't want to rush Mark Ainley at all. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Have you been out to the website lately? Realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. You could read about everybody on the show, biography, photo galleries, videos, testimonies. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved. It's not unusual to have fun with And it's not unusual for us to have fun with the audience and oh, enjoy the show every Sunday morning. I love the show. Uh, I love the music. I love dancing during the breaks. It's just a happy, uh, just a happy show. And I hope that you feel the same. We've spent the past 13 years bringing you all valuable content and information that you can use to make your life stress-free going through this real estate market and keep your emails coming in, keep your phone calls coming in. This show is not about us. It's about you. We try to research information for you each week, and uh, we're having a blast. But Mark Ainley was going over some valuable information. The landlord-tenant laws have changed again. And Mark Ainley... So again, in Cook County, um, you know, I won't have enough time here, but security deposit is going to be a big thing for how you collect it, how much you can collect it. There's a, uh, a cap on how much security deposit. You can only collect a month and a half's worth of security deposit. So Ooh. all the details are on my website. Landlords used to, to get away, and they got away with it. If they thought it was a risky tenant, they said, I need three months up front. Yes. yes. That's terrible. So um, it is a shame. Some tenants will get hurt by not getting the chance yeah, to yeah. cover the risk. Um, so... On my website, gcrealtyinc.com, I have a page, uh, C, uh, RTLO ordinance update, and I have all of the different provisions and the different who's part of this, and what cities are included, and so forth. You know what? So. Your podcasts come across on my email every day. You guys do a great job in informing the audience on a lot of great stuff. So what's your phone number and website again? Mark uh, Ainley. So gcrealtyinc.com. Yep. Uh, our podcast is straight up chicagoinvestor.com. Nice. And my cell phone is 630-781-6744. Thank you, Mark Ainley, GC Realty and Development. Hey, speaking of great information, um, 401k rollovers, and what are your options? Yeah, what hey, I wanted to wait talk- Wait a minute, I got to tell them who you are. Oh, okay. See, okay. this guy, he's a brainiac, just like Teresa Mueller and Mark Ainley and Vincent Ericchio, the attorney. These, they're, they're all so full of knowledge. They're like professors. Uh, but anyways, I've always had this question. People have emailed me and asked me over the years, what are my options with 401 K rollovers, whether you left the company, whether you went home for COVID, whether you came, I don't know. There's so many options, but this is Gary Browner. He's the certified, the premier certified financial planner from Country Financial. All right, Gary Browner, let us know. Yeah, one of the things I see with respect to real estate, when you, when you change residences, you have a lot on your mind, a lot of things are going on. And the last thing you're going to think about is, I left my employer 10 years ago, there's a 401k there. You're going to inform that employer you have an address change. And then these are how things get lost. I usually recommend to clients, you have two viable options when you leave your job and they have 401k. You could roll it over if they allow it into your current employer's 401k or roll it over into an IRA. This way you have more control over it. It's not going to be out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Basically, the investment options are all pretty much the same in a 401k as it is in an IRA. But the main thing is you're going to have more control. I usually also explain to clients too, that when you some clients say, Well, I don't want to keep all my money in one spot, that's what you call geographical diversification. It doesn't really make any sense because the investments, like I said earlier, are pretty much all going to be the same available to an IRA owner as it is to a 401k owner. But the thing is, you want to start consolidating your accounts so they're easier to manage. You don't want to have your eggs all spread out through all these various accounts in that respect. And uh, 
The laws are pretty much all the same for 401ks and IRAs. There's a few variances in that respect, but not too much here in Illinois. That's going to be where you would be hurt by rolling it over into an IRA from a, a, an orphaned uh, 401k. But the main thing is just, you know, do that too many times. And I, my inspiration for this talk today was Teresa Mueller. Uh, she was talking about at the last uh, show how she had an old 401k and it took her like a week and a half to get access to it because she didn't remember her password. She didn't remember her sign on and all these other hoops that she had to go through. So just the idea that you can control your money that much easier uh, in that respect will make your life a lot easier on the financial side. That's great information. And um, now, I, I don't know, it's kind of complicated. If um, somebody went from company to company and you think the company you left had a better deal with their investments for the 401k, do you leave it stay there? Well, I mean, that's a possibility. But like I said earlier, pretty much all the investments are going to be available to everybody that okay. you have in your old account in, as in it. I mean, if you want, if you go to a Vanguard, you're going to have access to all these no low low fee accounts. Uh, if you deal with somebody like me, you're going to have access to the same Vanguard accounts. But it'd be if you want some management uh, behind your accounts, we'll help you out with the management. There's going to be a small fee for that, and uh, but that's what's going to be available to you. So there's not going to be that much of a difference in that sense. But the main thing is you want to ha- retain control. You re- you retain control when it's orphaned at that old 401k. But you have less. It's more of a more of an arm's length away. Okay. Another question for you: What if I just got laid off or fired because of the downsizing in April, May, or June this year? I've got a four hundred one k. I didn't find a job yet, and I've got to support my family. I'm cashing that puppy in. Yeah, there were some tax advantages that the Congress gave us last year concerning that, where you could take the money out without any penalties because oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, without, oh, wow. You're, you're under age fifty nine and a half. Uh, you have to pay it back. But the thing is, you had access to that money. And so during these troubling times. As I was always heard, oh, big penalty if you take it out early. Right. But they gave some special laws. I love it. Passed in order to help these people who are in need uh, to access the funds if they needed so. And uh, what what are some other uh, common. uh, Now, the 401k, that's only done by the company. A Roth IRA you could do on your own, right? Right. There's there's basically two kinds of IRAs. There's the traditional IRA, which is deductible. Uh, there's also another one called a traditional IRA that's not deductible, and there's also a Roth IRA. Wow. Define deductible and not deductible. Okay. So if somebody, there's certain income limits in which you can deduct that contribution of $6,000 a year into a a traditional IRA. And so if you're in a tax bracket 22%, you're putting in uh, $6,000, you're going to have a tax deduction of, what, $1,320. Wow. Hey, we're coming up to a quick break, and I, don't, I want to learn some more about this 401k rollover information. This is Gary Bronner, the premier uh, certified financial property, uh, certified financial planner from Country Financial. Wow. We'll be, back, we'll be right back with more of the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. You're like, heaven on earth can't take my eyes off of you. You're too good to be true, and I can't sing at all. But I love the music we play here. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning. Uh, welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And right before the break, we were talking with Gary Browner. He's the certified financial planner with Country Financial, and he was going over some great tips with 401k rollovers and IRA and traditional and Roth. What else? Gary? Well, what are the other advantages of rolling over that 
uh, tax deductible 401k that you had into a traditional IRA is that if you're young, you could also con- you can convert that traditional IRA into a Roth IRA over time. You can take a few thousand dollars each year, depending on what your tax situation is and what you can afford. And now you've got a tax deferred investment that's going to be tax free after age 59 and a half versus that traditional IRA, which is going to be taxable. And another thing that's also possible that you can do too is that if your income is too high and you're making a lot of money, uh, you can also do what they call a backdoor IRA, where you're contributing to a non-deductible traditional IRA. There are no income limits for that. And then you can convert that non-traditional IRA, deductible IRA uh, into a, I said non-traditional, it's a traditional non-deductible IRA into a backdoor IRA, Roth IRA in that respect. And now your funds will be growing tax-deferred and available after age 59 and a half tax-free to you. So those are some of the advantages to not letting your orphan 401k sit there and roll over, but take the advantage of the rollover rules into a 401k. Hey, Gary, I hear a lot of financial planners over the weekend on different shows, and you're the only guy that keeps it simplified, that makes the most money that I've heard for your clients. And so how can somebody get a hold of you to get to ask you some questions and to get on board with a a great certified financial planner now going forward with 2021? A lot of people may not have been satisfied uh, where they're at. You can call me from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, 630-863-4775. Or you can go on to the website, realestatereveal.com, and look at my bio and get my contact information, my website, all from that website. Thank you so much, Gary Bronner's Country Financial. Hey, I've got videos of everybody in the studio today, if you want to see everybody, on Facebook, Real Estate Revealed. I've got the podcast starting tomorrow, Monday, of today's show, and I've got two years of free shows on the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And also, um, there's photo galleries, there's videos, there's biographies, just a lot of great information. Hey, I want to thank the other co-hosts who are not here, but they'll be here next week. Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from The Loan Depot. Brad Hedick, owner of Commercial Lending X. Um, Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. And, of course, Joshua Buckhalter, the premier producer here at AM560, The Answer. Um, you know what? Every uh, you see, If you look on my Facebook page, this has been going on for many years. I like to post inspirational quotes. And, of course, that's how I like to finish the show today um, with some inspirational quotes. Here's one for you. You know what? Love your life. Take pictures of everything. Tell people you love them. Talk to random strangers. Do things that you're scared to do. So many of us die, and no one remembers a thing that we did. Take your life and make it the best story in the world. Don't waste it, right? And you know what? Here's some simple advice. To thrive in life, you just need three bones. A wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. And you know what? Don't worry about what happened in your past at all. You know what? You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you know what? Hang out with people you have a common future with, not a common past. And you know what? Here's another thing. I I know I love these, all of these. I can't get enough of them in. The person you took for granted today may turn out to be the person you need tomorrow. So be careful how you treat people. Never judge anybody. Um, thank you all so much again for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we would not be here 13 years later, starting our 14th year. You're an amazing audience. We love your emails. We love your phone calls. Uh, and we're here for you all the time. Um, so, yeah, realestaterevealed.com is the website. Realestaterevealed, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. There's opportunities all the time on the show. 
Um, and we just love being here for you, bringing you valuable content and information that you can use to be stress-free in the real estate market. So be well, make it a great week, and I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning on the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Thank you. Thank you.